Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima Laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic-grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at-home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin, and now... This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Food Heals Podcast, episode 126. They cut my main artery, the common <gasps> iliac artery. Oh my God. I flatlined. I, it was really bad. I remember... I saw a lot of light. No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You know, there's still so much I wanted to do. This is the most intense interview we've had. This is pretty intense. Okay, go on. Go on. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today we are here with an exciting guest, Maura Knowles, also known as Mo the Morselist. She's an international integrative nutrition certified health coach, professional recipe developer, and founder of Mac and Moe's Morselicious Treats, gluten-free, sugar-free, GMO-free, guilt-free baked goodies. Yum. Moe does not believe in deprivation or fad diets. 
She advocates the 85-15 rule, eating super clean, green, and plant-based 85% of the time and leaving yourself 15% wiggle room because who wants to be on a diet all the time? I certainly don't. She has been featured in countless media publications, including Natural Awakenings, Go Green America, and has published two cookbooks. And if you are suffering from allergies or a cold and flu this holiday season, look no further than the Global Healing Center, the one-stop shop for all your natural needs. They've got you covered with supplements like Allertrex, a natural respiratory support product that uses a powerful blend of herbs and essential oils to encourage lung, sinus, and respiratory tract health. Or Oregatrex, a super potent oregano oil blend. It's rich in vitamins, minerals, and contains a minimum 80% Carvacrol. We don't know what that is, but we know that oregano is good for your body. (laughs) It is. It certainly is. It's actually on par with Uh, any kind of potent antibiotic. Yeah, and it boosts your immune system, so why not? All their products are potent and powerful, and I literally don't buy supplements at this point from anywhere else. So use the coupon code FOODHEALS for 20% off any Global Healing Center product, plus free shipping. Next, she's singing. That means she's (laughs) serious. Next up, our interview with Mara. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Your Honor. I need a cease and desist order, stat. My guardian angel wants to breach your contract. You have no idea how impossible it is to look after this woman. Yesterday was arguing the pros and cons of recycling it. Now my blood's being recycled. There. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Heavenly Father, bless Megan McFarlane. Welcome her into your hands. I believe I've heard enough. Gift to the gab. What? It happens all the time. Yo! Okay, here's the gist. Order in my court. There is no way I can get through life without my guardian angel. Well, the luck of the Irish doesn't apply to me. You'll need to prove a stronger case. I mean, who ever heard of an angel giving up their guardianing? Not a real word. It is now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Today's guest is Maura Knowles, also known as Mo. And that was just a little snippet from the trailer for her new show, Insult to Injury. Maura is an actress, a singer, and integrative nutrition certified. She founded Mac and Mo's Morselicious Treats. I hope I said it right, (laughs) Mo. In honor of her father, Mac. Welcome, Maura. Hello, nice to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for being here. And you did very well with the Morselicious pronunciation. Morselicious, right? Morselicious, okay. yes. Susie, I know you had it, but I didn't have it. <laughs> yes, I'm a professional. <laughs> Morselicious. Morselicious. I feel like it's a song. Morselicious. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't you rap in yeah. some of your oh, videos? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. We have so much to talk about, you guys. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Insult to Injury, the trailer that we just heard, is based on your own life and your near-death experiences. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? Sure. Yeah. And and I've turned it into a comedy, as one does. Because it wasn't like that when you experienced it? <sighs> right. No. Like there was no uh, applause track? When there you- was no <laughs> applause track. It was, it was not funny. But uh, so so actually, it's, it's come full circle. The um, Insult to Injury is my creative endeavor. And I've turned it into a musical comedy, but it's something that really did happen to me, which is also 
why I was so passionate about creating Mac and Moe's for my dad, Mac, in the web series, Insult to Injury, just to confuse everyone, I play Mac. <laughs> okay. And my dad's name in the series is Moe. Um, I, I reversed okay, it just okay. because as I was writing it, it was so close to home that I thought I had to distance myself somehow. <laughs> but because Mac and Moe's was going to be in the series later, yeah. I'm like, I have to still keep Mac and Moe's. Um, so yeah, so... Right out of college, I went in for a very simple surgery, and I was doing my very first professional acting job. I was doing The Wizard of Oz, playing Glinda the Good Witch. Oh, Ooh. you're totally a Glinda the Good I, Witch. Totally, yeah. Now, <laughs> did, you have I, a, did you have long hair? I'm trying to envision well, a wig. I you had a wig. A gorgeous wig, an amazing dress that they built for me. I mean, it was mm. stunning, just custom everything. And I, I went in for this very simple laparoscopy, and what was, is a laparoscopy? So a laparoscopy where they take a little scope, uh, a little teeny scope. It's a one in a million risk of anything bad happening. And they go through your belly button. So it's exploratory. Okay. And I was told I had a lot of s- stomach issues my whole life. And they were going in to explore to, to just to figure to poke out, around. Yeah, to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I was told that I would be able to perform the next night. It was just a simple in and out maybe 20 minute procedure my mother had you know decided to come down i was three and a half hours away from home because i was out of college i was doing theater paid gig and i had had an argument with her the night before and i said you don't need to come i'm you know i'm a i'm an adult i'm college graduate i backpack through europe all by myself you don't have to come it's 20 minutes i don't need you mom and she showed up at my door that morning she's a good mom and she said you are going under the night and i am gonna be there i'm your mother get in the car so (laughs) i love her already yeah Mm -hmm. and oh my god it was you know so long story short i was I flatlined. I, it was really bad. They, I lost 70%, over 70%. So you're one in a million. Blood. I was the one in a million. Well, you lost what? Over 70% of my blood. In this procedure? Yeah. They cut my main artery, the common <gasps> iliac artery. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, it was awful. Um, I did end up waking up mm. on the table. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <gasps> um, I don't, I didn't, f- I didn't feel pain, but I felt them poking around, around. Mm-hmm. yeah and i saw red everywhere oh which god was blood but my mom said i just kept repeating that over and over and over again to her um they i had my last rites given to me twice they did not think i was going to make it oh what god. does that look what are the last rites given to you when a priest i, I was raised very catholic. irish catholic yeah i kind of got that yeah. from the trailer I was like, yeah she's a catholic girl catholic girl i'm catholic. a catholic girl too okay yeah oh, so last rites yeah. are priest when priest comes and like okay you're gonna meet your meet your maker here we mm-hmm. go like at the hospital yeah if you're yeah if you're if you're done it's like um your poor in mother catholicism yeah you have your you're baptized you go through confirmation it's a sacrament right it's, it's a sacrament. part of this mm-hmm. so it's like marriage confirmation baptism it's one of, it's one of the mm-hmm. steps that we do as Catholics, we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're gonna if we if we're gonna cross over, we need a priest, right, to right. let us to let us go, right. Do you do you have a memory of this happening? Oh yeah, oh my oh, god, yeah, I remember twice. everything. It happened twice, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, god. And it was, uh, yeah. So it was just you know. So that's the physicky. The second time, this is the was, most intense interview. This is we've pretty had. intense. Okay, go on, go oh, on. God, okay. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, okay, it's good. 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 Um, it's theatrical. The, no. the, well, the second time was a little funny because my sister, I've always had, you can't see them, but I've always had very old lady hands. It's been a, 
My my boyfriend now, he told me it was an affliction on our first date. He's like, I'm sorry for your affliction. I'm like, they're not an affliction. You have, an, you have piano fingers. You have long fingers. They're long and they're they're wrinkly. They're very... But they've been that way my whole life. I mean, in kindergarten, kids tease me. So you're an old soul. I'm I was about to soul. say that, Susie. Very. You didn't. I, I was beat you to it. To. So, so I got, I got the credit. She's an old soul. I got the credit. <laughs> me. <laughs> Girls, girls, you're both pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in kindergarten, nobody knows what an old solo is. No. Nobody cares. No. So I made up this like, story. I don't know where I got it, but I was in school with my cousin. And I was so sick of being teased that one day I finally said, I work with horses. And my cousin looked at me. That's a good one. I mean, I would have <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, nobody could, knew what to say. If you could pick one, be like, I can shoot lightning out of my fingers. Back off. Right. But <laughs> work with yeah, well, I should have thought of that. But no, I, yeah. you're a kid. Yeah, I you're know. Five. I was five. Yeah. I, you know, whatever. So, so then, so the second time I got my last rites given to me, my sister, the, the priest was anointing me with, with the holy oil. And my sister, as soon as he left, she took the oil off because they do the sign of the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and she took the oil from my forehead and she started rubbing it into my hands. And through her tears, she said, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's confused. He, 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 you need oil for your old lady hands. You just need moisturizer. <laughs> my family was like, you're not going anywhere. Aww. You're fighting. You know? I love that. Yeah. So that's, it still makes me tear up, but it makes me laugh because I'm like, you know, there was still humor and she was scared. But Wait, she's like, I, have a que- I have a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to raise my hand. Um, yes. Yeah. Do you remember anything? Okay, let's get into that. Oh, like okay. the crossover, any crossover, any light? Was there a tunnel? Light? What? Yes. Tell us light. about that. Well, I mean, there. You'll have to see my series. Okay. Well, <laughs> can you tell I mean, us a little bit about it? Well, the, the reality before we see your series, so he, he, a teaser, a trailer. Yeah. So I mean, I saw a lot of light. I mean, there was a, a white gauzy light. I did not cross over. I did not. I didn't go through a tunnel. I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't remember any of that. All I remember is seeing a figure and a lot of white gauze, you know, in my mind. It was mm-hmm. just a lot of white, like mm-hmm. a white gauzy and a shadow, like a figure. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, a, a lot of people, my grandmother, before she died, she had had a, an experience. And for her, it was a mother figure. Mm. This was definitely a male figure. Mm-hmm. Um and I just knew at the time, like I remember very consciously thinking, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Please, I'm not ready. I don't want to go yet. I, you know, wow. I, there's still so much I wanted to do. Ugh. But I remember I have thinking, roles to perform. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and literally, like, there were things that I that were going through my mind. Like, there's so much of the world I want to see. And, but I remember thinking I hadn't, I didn't have regrets. I remember vividly thinking that. And I was only... 22 you're so young so so then you know and it was a very very long horrible horrible experience and everything that could have gone wrong went wrong mm-hmm. i mean everything my cases in medical journals not my name but really I survived, yeah my i survived everything i mean they they had to i don't know how graphic but i mean they had to no we want to know get into okay. it girl so they they had to uh, I developed a staph infection while I was in there, so they had to cut me back open, oh wide awake, and my pulse was so faint, and I was so so sick they couldn't put me under again. So they literally had me grab onto the guardrails of my bed. Oh my god! While they cut me up again. This is so traumatic. It was pretty intense. It, I mean, it was very intense, not pretty. Um, and then 
then I developed pancreatitis while mm. I was in there. Oh. And no one knew what was going on, but they kept accusing me. Well, not they, the doctor. Uh, he kept accusing me of being anorexic. Mm. And my mother said, That's no, she's, she's been thin her right. whole life. She's not, you know. And he said, well, she's she's not holding her food down and she just keeps throwing up and, you know, insurance is on my back and we've got to, you know, get her out of here. Oh, my, my God. Mother, she said, you know, do you think that maybe everything that's happened to her? I mean, they literally had to. It's because of what you did? Yeah. And it was all in your abdomen. It was all. They literally. So, hello. They, like, they took, when I woke up on the table and I felt everything, they literally took everything out. Yeah. And had to find where the tear was. Oh, my God. And then the, what I forgot to tell you was the vascular surgeon who saved my life, he's amazing. He was operating on a man next door. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, supposed to be under for 20 minutes max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the anesthesiologist is the one who discovered I was starting to go. And because they were doing everything, you know, with the video screen and mm-hmm. the scope. And they called in. What the were best they going in for to begin with? Exploratory. They thought, they thought I had endometriosis. I was misdiagnosed for years. In the end, I mean, now. Oi. I, yeah. And I'm saying that as a Catholic girl. Right. Go ahead. (laughs) So the, um, the, they had to call in a vascular. He happened to be next door operating on a man. Happened at the exact moment. I kid you not. He could leave the man on the table. He had less than five minutes Mm. where he could leave the man open. Oh my God. Rush into my operating room. He cut me up. Mm. You know, I have a scar from here to here, here mm-hmm. to here. Um, and so cut a me cross up. across your stomach. Yeah, like an upside down cross. Okay. And clamped my aorta and started, re- you know, recycling my blood and um, transfusing me. And then he started, he found where the, the cut was the common iliac artery, the right side. So he started repairing my artery. Had they cut you in surgery? It was just a scope. It was a little scope through my belly button. But that had cut you and that, and then that got infected. When the doctor, the who was doing the original, the original laparoscopy, it just it poked. Oh, my, po- yeah, my common iliac. Mm. So it, it there was never supposed to be cutting. Mm-hmm. It was just like a little. People do this all the time. Yeah, and they're at work the and next day. Yeah. Um, so this vascular surgeon saved my life. He literally, he, and he saved my life. And he said to my mother, he said, and he, this you is know, like a Grey's Anatomy he, story. He was, <laughs> not, right, he, he was not a religious man. It was not a Catholic hospital. And he said, I can't explain it. He said, by all medical standards, standpoints, your daughter should not be here. Wow. And he said, if I, if it had happened a minute earlier, a minute later, if she, and later on, he would come and visit me, and he said, "You're a fighter. You're, you know, you're a winner. Just yes, you keep are fighting." Yeah. And you know, throughout the whole, I was there over a month, and um, wow. everybody who would come in, and my dad and my great aunt, they would keep saying, "You're Irish. You're Irish. Just keep fighting. Keep fighting. <laughs> the fighting yeah. Irish. The fighting Irish." And after I'm like, "I'm, I'm telling them to shut up." <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, it got to the point where like I'm doing everything I can, uh, but um. Yeah, I mean, it shaped who I am. It changed all of our lives. And it also became 
not a marker for who I am, but in a way, yes, because it, I realized how grateful I was. I mean, the fact they didn't think I'd walk again. And once wow. I finally, you know, I, my sister and my mom would laugh because I, when I finally could start walking, I had these goals where I'd, I'd have to touch something before I felt like, okay, I touched that. Now I, now I can go sit down. So it got to the point where by the end of, I don't know, six, nine months, I always had to touch this one yellow pole in Sacramento <laughs> near my parents' house. And my sister would say, no, you got to get that yellow pole. Yeah, I got to the yellow pole. And, you know, when we finally, you know, I would make little goals for myself, you know, it's that kind of stuff. But wow. yeah, so, so then on the positive side, when my dad got really sick, I knew how much it sucked because when I got out of the hospital, I was so skinny. I was 20 pounds skinnier than I am now. And I, very thin, and I'm a love, thin woman. Thin, yeah. Yeah. I'm a thin woman. And I was, you know, I mean, I was, I, they couldn't feed me. So I had to be fed through my neck. I was in, intubated. Yeah, uh, it was a TPN. They called mm-hmm. it total parental mm-hmm. nutrition. And so I just, you know, I withered away. I was getting nutrition, but mm-hmm. nothing from my mouth because I developed pancreatitis. No cake. No cake. <laughs> no nothing. No, not even water. Not even oh, ice. Wow. So, um, when they released me, they said, okay, well, she's got to gain 20 pounds, but she can't eat any fat. She'll never be able to drink again. She'll, you know, but at that point I was so young, I hadn't developed a taste for alcohol, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, can I have chocolate? I mean, <laughs> my God, what? <laughs> Everybody know? needs chocolate. <laughs> so blah, blah, blah. So I knew how much it sucked. So when my dad got out of his, he had the quadruple bypass. He survived. Wow. He begged me to make something. And I knew how much, when you survive something that, shitty uh can i say that on of course yeah. yes. okay and you survive it you friggin deserve something damn good mm-hmm. yeah. and um so he, we went shopping everywhere you know for treats that had no sugar no salt gluten-free and plant-based and there was nothing mm-hmm. nothing so we came home empty-handed and his eyes i mean i just saw and he said please can you make something and he's and, in recovery at this point. Oh, yeah. He was home at my parents' house after, you know, I, he was in the hospital. I'm going to say if with him after the bypass, probably 10 days, two weeks. And was this shortly after what had happened? No. Okay, this, this was, is way this longer. Like, okay. Yeah, 16 years later. Oh, okay. But I, the look in his eyes, you know, it's my dad begging me, and I had been on his, you know, on a different level, but... Yeah. You know, they had put me on such a restricted diet. It sucked. Yeah. And here he is. He's older than me. And, you know, I was like, oh, my God, Dad, I'll try. Okay. You know. And so then I, I had taken a, about, about a five-year break from acting to do this with, you know, Mac and Moe's. And I went to nutrition school. because Then I was just on a mission. I was on my more salacious mission to save my dad, to save the world, you know, and and just to, to educate myself and people and trying to prevent illness and shit from happening yeah. through food and, and fun stuff. And I thought health can be really depressing and sad. And so I made I wanted to make sure everything that I did in my names were fun mm-hmm. so that it was not this, yeah. oh, my God, here comes Maura with her. <laughs> or, you know, oh, my God, this is her life story and it's awful and it's sad. And it, right, right. Because at like, some point people don't want to hear it anymore and you're like, but I want to tell you my story. Right. And it's it's a positive. A positive yeah. yeah. And so that's why I wrote Insult to Injury is a funny, is a comedy. 
And um, can we go back yes. for a second? Mm-hmm. So you, how long did it take you to recover from this, oh. I would say, botched surgery? Mm-hmm. And then how did you integrate back into society? Oh, wow. That, I mean, it took me a long, many, many years. I can um, imagine. It's such I, a trauma. Yeah, I mean, because well, my whole stomach was cut open. And you don't realize how much you use your stomach mm-hmm. until it's... Cut Your open. core is everything. Everything. Yeah. So I had I I did have to relearn to walk. Um, and is that because a, your abs were cut or? Yeah, my common iliac, the right. So your aorta is the the main, your main vein, right? Right. This is your aorta. That's the vein these that's the returning two. the blood to your heart from your on your right side, right? Yeah. So okay. So that's the, the one two, they nicked. It's like the wishbone. And right? did they think that you had nerve damage, or why did they think you couldn't walk? I, from what I was told. I probably I, no, I probably time. shouldn't have been able to walk um, when when your common iliac is cut. That's what I was told. Yeah. Okay. Often. So it could you yeah. Don't. So it could have been from any. I'm just. I'm always trying to. I love I know. biology. She likes to figure it out. I used to yeah, want to be you, a doctor until. Oh. You know, oh. Yeah. But then love, you probably would know better. I just no know that I'm no grateful, no. Like, I could. never no. I never got even close. But like I love the science behind it and. Mm-hmm. I like to argue with doctors. I like to understand because I think that in my personal experience, mm-hmm. and I have a sister, a, my, I love my sister-in-law. She's an ER doctor. Um, and, and doctors in general, surgeons in general, they give you prognosis and it's based on statistical evidence that they have right. and what they think, but that, that never means right. that you can't overcome what they're right. telling you. So I, oh, but I always like to know um, what they told you so okay and at that point there there was so much that they told me and I just there was so much the pancreatitis even was misdiagnosed and for weeks they kept trying to force feed me which was actually poisoning my pancreas um Mm. because by all nothing made sense and the 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 finally when I was diagnosed with it they said, well, it doesn't make sense. I mean, she's so young and she's, pancreatitis is usually in an older, an alcoholic or somebody who's abused drugs or mm-hmm. somebody who's obese. And I was none of those things. You know what's so interesting too is that, because um, uh, I have a background in massage therapy and mm-hmm. energy healing and a, a just a personal interest in nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that sometimes when you need to heal, your digestion takes so much energy. You get, what is it, two, three three units of energy for every two spent. So there, there's so much energy that goes into even just digesting food mm-hmm. that sometimes when you need to heal, you actually need to not fast. eat. But they never, yeah, fast. But they never even, I've never heard a hospital, I don't understand why from their perspective, trying to fast someone or limit um, general caloric food, intake. caloric intake that they just need, you need to eat, you need to, and yes, you usually do need to eat, but sometimes your body to repair, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what your body's doing mm-hmm. when it's sleeping. Well, that's what it's, animals do. Yeah, they is cell- cellular when they get sick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, like when dogs eat grass, sometimes it's so they can throw right. up so that they don't have to digest. So. Right. But it's just so interesting to me, especially when you have this injury to your abdominal area. Right. No, it, well, we could go into a whole other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many tangents. So many tangents in that. Yes. They're, and off the air, I'll tell you another very disgusting story about oh fantastic <laughs> so back to more delicious yeah right i know right oh, and then back to, so so yeah so mac and Mose. i mean i look at this whole path and i'm like wow yeah it all does make sense why i'm doing everything i'm doing now and it does all tie together it's just of course. my passions have completely merged and 
my mother, when she watched the trailer, she said, I was laughing, I was crying. And she said, I just am so amazed that you've actually been able, you know, 20 years later to turn this into something. Yeah powerfully fun she's like because there's nothing there was nothing fun about it that moment right? yeah and that's what we do because if we don't that's what turns us into people with depression and cancer mm. and all kinds of things because it's such a toxic way to look at things when you think mm. oh what happened to me is so horrible and i'm the victim and things like that and of course you have to go through that for a minute well, yeah but you got to yeah. pick yourself up and it's the people that don't pick themselves up that find mm. themselves in you know in in the depression and and having you know a lot of disease and so that's my goal in my life is to take all my traumas and turn them into something positive which mm-hmm. is what one of the reasons Susie and I started this podcast you know because that. we want to spread the, the awareness of health so we totally mm-hmm. get where you're coming from um and so I want to I, I just still want to go back for a second mm-hmm. and say how long did it take you to I I, I know healing takes time but how mm-hmm. long did it t- truly take you to heal oh, and you can say you're still healing but I, yeah feel- I think I still I mean and I, I will forever have you know digestion mm-hmm. I have celiac disease so mm-hmm. that was diagnosed officially about two and a half years ago which in my mind I'm like that's probably what it was yeah that's what I was gonna say do you ago. think that it yeah. could just be a, a gluten allergy yeah but but what I don't like to sim- dwell on that what were the symptoms that you were experiencing that led them to do the, the oh process? gosh I'd had so many so many like ovarian cysts and you okay. know a lot of things that happened. Oh, in the lady region. Okay, in the lady region. And it, was, guys, it wasn't like indigestion. Oh, there was or- stomach stuff too, but it was all. It was everything was you know. And in hindsight, it can still. I mean, a lot of people with celiac have all those problems, mm-hmm. and they are misdiagnosed with endometriosis mm-hmm. and all these other things. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? And I don't want to dwell on it because it doesn't matter. <laughs> what happened happened, but yes. Some days I'm like, oh God, if they'd only known, like to test. Well, me it's for a for, that. for me, yeah. it's a forever representation of how complicated the human body yes. is, and just because you're experiencing these symptoms does not mean. And you maybe you know, and I've known so many people actually with a lot of autoimmune friends of mine that have dealt with kind of vague autoimmune issues, mm. where they're like, well. You're supposed to have seven out of 12 of these symptoms to be this category, but right. you only have five. So we're going to put you in this box. And it's 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 so complicated. And then you can Google yeah. any symptom or anything you're feeling. <laughs> right. And, and there are 25 diseases. It can be as simple as acne all the way to autoimmune, auto way, all the way to cancer. And you're just like, well, I don't know. And right. now I'm scared. And, and Googling is so scary. Yeah, like, exactly. Don't Google, don't Google it. And that's why when we've talked to our functional uh, medicine yes. doctors, it's so interesting, especially in this day and age, because I know that that probably did not even exist back when you were dealing with this, where they they look at all systems together yeah. from a medical perspective and how they dance, and it is it is it is like a dance. It is like a show. It's yeah. choreography, mm-hmm. and it's like the hormones do this, and then the bones right. are going to do this, yeah. and the muscles and the and the nervous system. It, it it's fascinating. It is. I totally agree. It's it's completely fascinating. And, and you and just knock one of those off kilter and. Oh yeah, things can go haywire. Yeah. Well, th- and this this is I just have to say this because you were doing a little dance, Susie. <laughs> um, we're going into production in two weeks, and episode two of Insult to Injury, the song, because every episode will have an original song that I wrote with my composer Scott Anthony. Nice. The second episode, our song is called Skeleton and Closet, and we have a skeleton, and we're doing a dance, and is it's a skeleton all about dancing. Uh huh, and it's all about all of my casts and crutches and all of the injuries I've had, and including an appendix in jar. 
So when you're doing that, wait, I can't wait to see I'm this. I'm not kidding. Wait, like, on the show, or it's you a, actually have a show. It's a musical. It's a musical. It's I was just wondering if you musical. actually have your appendix in a jar. God, no, I don't. <laughs> no, but my this is the true story. That would so, be really interesting. No, the the doctor would. I I'd had my appendix. <laughs> this should have been our Halloween episode. <laughs> it should have been. We can we can air it next Halloween. Yeah. When a year before I had the lapro the botched laparoscopy, um, I had my appendix had ruptured. And it burst in the doctor's hand. So the doctor actually asked my parents oh my if they wanted to see it. My mother said, God, no. You might just, Wait, should we save it in a jar for more to see? <laughs> my mother's like, get it out. No, we don't Wait, want to so see it. So I have a funny story. Oh my can, I, can I insert a funny story? Uh, yeah. uh-huh. My dad had a, a cyst on his neck, actually, like a fatty cyst that uh-huh. he went and had removed at uh-huh. the dermatology office. And my brother comes home. My dad had had some bacon. And he'd had some bacon fat and he wrapped it in some cellophane and put it aside on in the kitchen. And my brother comes home and he's like, what's that? My dad's a practical joker. And he's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, that's from the doctor's office. That's my sister. My brother nearly, oh my nearly threw up. And my dad had a great big laugh. <laughs> anyway, uh, fun with p- potential... Should, surgical exploits. I don't even know how to in, describe that. Put that in skeleton and closet. I think so. <laughs> we, we, we might. I think you need to add that. Okay, we'll have to so at least lyrics. a doctor is saying, "Would you like the burst of pe- something?" I, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I mean, it, wasn't it Carol Burnett who said, "Com"? I could be wrong, Wait. but I think she said, "Comedy is tragedy over time." Or oh, was it's, it someone else. No, I think it was. Well, Carol Burnett's definitely said stuff like that. Like that. I, yeah. Who said and, that? I think uh, I thought it was Google anyway. it. I just said don't Google, but now I'm saying Google. <laughs> uh, we can it, Google this. It's true. Comedy is tragedy over it, it, time. It is. Oh yeah, and and I mean now, and and yes, I completely agree with it. But laughter is so close. And I'm going to script this whole. But you know the the saying of the la- crying and there's only a, a thin line or whatever the heck it is between laughing and crying. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. basically the same. Emotion. It comes from the same place in yeah. our bodies. Well, it's a release. It is a release. I remember um, one of my acting teachers in college told us that um, he would tell this story about when he found out he was taking his SATs and um, four of his best friends were in a car and they had been hit by a drunk driver. And he found, he walked out of SATs and he found that out and he said, I just started laughing harder than I've ever laughed in my life. He's like, and I felt so guilty, but it was the only way that my um body was able to handle it because it was it couldn't it couldn't even cry because it because laughter too much. and oh. crying comes from the same place and he was using it as an allegory for acting and how to access your emotions but i've never forgotten that i actually mm. had an experience actually driving over here because i've been dealing with some stresses and i was feeling pretty angry at someone and i was just donald trump no someone else but yes him too that's the basis that's that's running in the background of my computer mind but i was feeling really angry at someone and i was just like god i just really want to kill him (laughs) and i and i normally wouldn't even let myself go there be like that's a bad thought you can't have that the catholic girl you can't have that thought that's not nice like you how dare you rise above it like he's a person like what just don't even think that and i was i let myself Again, I let myself just go there, and I was just like, I just want to fucking kill him. And I started laughing at myself, and yeah. it released it. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. laughter and crying are both releases. I think mm. I think they're a, a, a different viewpoint. Like, crying about it is really holding it personally to your heart or, or holding onto it and just kind of feeling the pain. And laughter is just like, okay, I'm going to let that go. I that And I experienced that two hours ago. <laughs> wow. I love that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I experienced it after the election episode of the Saturday Night Live did the election episode, um, and all I wanted to do was cry and be upset and be mad and be frustrated. And that episode, I just laughed so, so hard. And I feel like it's so silly, but SNL helped me heal. It's not silly, though. It's not silly. That's why comedy is so beloved. Yeah. You cannot walk around. Like, if you walked around thinking about all of your tragedy or all the tragedies of humanity, like... You would never... We would not function. Right. the house. Right. You never... I mean, my God. No. It's cathartic. Comedy, I mean, yeah, comedy is released and it's cathartic and great comedy. I would is- bet, and I don't know, but I bet the same hormone release happens when you cry or you laugh. Like, I bet it's just kind of a, you, you, your body kind of floods, like, just the yeah. whatever hormone release it is. I bet it's the same. I'm going to have to look it up. I think you should Google that, too. We have, we have a list <laughs> Maybe of Maybe I should have been Google. a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> There's still time. You could play a doctor. No. Well, I could play a doctor. You could play a doctor. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Carol Burnett did say it. I Googled oh, it. Thank you. She said. Points for Allison. <laughs> Comedy is tragedy plus time. Plus time. Yeah. I, I said overtime, like That's, over well, easy eggs. But still, it's the same. Plus time. Very it is. Close. It is plus time. So mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. that's exactly what you did. You found comedy with tragedy over time. Over plus time. time. Plus, plus time. time. Plus time. Who cares? Anyways. So <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your show. So, so uh, I'm having a blast with it, and I have this amazing team. Um, Jenny Fawn is my director, and uh, Rob Schulte is my director of photography. Did you write all of it? Yes. Good job. And um, Jenny Fawn, who's my director for the, the next two episodes that we're shooting in two weeks, <laughs> she's been awesome, because she's one of my dearest, dearest friends, and we've been friends for about 15 years, and I tease her that she's, we're soul sisters. Mm-hmm. She's been on a role playing um, a lot of Polish women lately, and she's not Polish, but she's just been booking these TV shows, playing a Polish lady. And I said, well, I'm, I'm the Irish woman, and I, the, this TV show I just worked they put me in a black wig i said oh i'm i'm the fake black irish uh on tv and you're the the fake polish but she's pushing me so hard no it can be funnier no i'm pushing you because it can be this could be it's so unique it's so it's so great she said i just wanted this to be the best 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 and she said you can tell me to go f myself or i said no this is great i mean she really is but it's wonderful because i feel so inspired and yes at times I'm like oh my god don't give me any more notes I just want to you know I want to shoot this and be done with it but every day there's you know the phone calls and the texts I had this idea what do you think and I said oh yes I love that I love that um, creative collaborative process so exciting and it's not just me in my head like you know writing and I stopped sharing it with my family because my mom would say well that's not exactly and why are you yeah, making no. me sound, sound like that? I, I, I don't sound nice. I said, Mom, you sound human and funny and it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, you well, can't do that. Yeah. You can't so let I, them know anything. Yeah, yeah so I, I stopped. I stopped. Aww. And now you, they, you they let get them see the finished product. Yes. yes. <laughs> and my sister, and love it. my sister is is coming for the first weekend that we're shooting. Um, she came to the pilot. We shot the pilot in Vegas. So she came, my boyfriend came and they helped. They did everything and, um, you know, like... PA is extraordinaire um and so she's flying from Sacramento to help with the oh, the nice. first weekend yeah awesome. so I told her I said you can read the scripts you can't give me notes but you can read the scripts and <laughs> um I I sent her some casting you know ideas I had she's like okay yes I like that oh yeah he's really good you know <laughs> um and now we're casting her role and so she's like 
well, no, no. You know, this person has to be really cute, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's been really wonderful. And then um, my composer, Scott Anthony, we just recorded two of the songs because we're doing two two episodes. And he's great because he's even, you know, he's composing fantastic music. I, I told him for Skeleton and Closet, I said, I want, you know, think Monster Mash meets Rocky Horror Picture Show. And he nailed it. I mean, so fun. So Ooh, awesome. I can't wait to hear this. It's really cool. And then he's even pushing, you know, he's like, okay, you could do better on the lyrics here. Okay, I'm still not sold on this one. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, you know. <laughs> so it, but the team that I've assembled and I, I made sure that, because so much we do now is on the internet. It's emails and phone calls. Yeah. And it's LA. So meeting people face to face is such a pain in the ass. Half the it time. rarely happens. I it, can't believe we're all here. I know. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> I know. But so I just said, you know, whoever I bring on this team, because it's such a personal story and it is my baby, um, I just want to make sure that I know in the room and where we're shooting in a very small space. And I said, I just want to make sure everybody's a great person. You know, yeah. I know they're all talented, but I want to make sure the energy, you know, the energy mm-hmm. and the personalities and we're yeah. all in this cohesive goal together. And well, they're helping tell your story. Yeah. That's where magic happens, too, you know. And it is. And this production designer, Caitlin, um, I can't even pronounce her last name. It's D-Z-U-I-B-A. Zubia. I'm like, I totally botched it up. <laughs> but she's great. And she's got all these creative ideas and she's quirky and so she said, well, what do you think of this? I said, I like it. And she said, well, what, you know, I want your, and I said, I'm trusting you. This is, this is why I brought you on because I want your vision too. I want everybody to feel that they have, you know, room to play. So it's not just me telling them what to do. And do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it's fun. And yeah, it's well, my. Congratulations on, on getting this far and assembling a team. That's a lot. I mean, coming from someone who's Still trying to do it. Allison's going to help me produce oh, my short film. Yes. Oh, but yes, but no, but no, but uh, congratulations Sorry. on getting this far because it's, it's a, a big accomplishment. And then if you're actually proud of the work and, and happy with it, that's phenomenal. And I can't wait to see it. Well, I And I, I want to see the exploding appendix and, in someone's and, hand. <laughs> and I, I can't wait to see it. We haven't shot the next two episodes. This is, you know, well, it's a we're, work in, we're in pre-production, but the pilot yeah. we're really happy with. And um, yes. So well, we watched, yeah, so, we, we, we rolled it beforehand. It looks so, good. So, we'll, you know, talk to me in three weeks. Okay. All right, we will. Make, make sure that, you know, but <laughs> but I mean, I'm excited with, you know, I'm inspired and I wake up every morning like, you know, it's, it's also more, brave to put out your own yeah, it's story. Scary. Yeah. It's scary. It's, it's, even, it's, even if you like, because uh, even if you try to remove yourself from it or change names or whatever you do, uh, it's still personal. And, it's and so it's, personal. It's very brave to do. So congratulations. Thank you. And, and yeah, and I'd be lying if I said I you know even my boyfriend said you have to start showing you know i said i don't want to i don't want to launch the trailer yet i what if they don't like it what if (laughs) he said oh you've got to start trusting it you know you wrote this you shot it you have to start i'm reading a great book what um, is it called how to be a badass Ooh, and i'm thinking (laughs) we should invite the the author on our show and in it she came um a lot of it was Kind of stuff we already know. Make a vision board. Be mm-hmm. positive. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. The secret. But the, yeah. But <laughs> there was one part of it that was really resonated with me, and it was, <clears throat> um, in terms of fear, mm-hmm. does the does your faith in yourself outweigh the fear that you have, or the uh, does your faith in yourself outweigh the fear of the unknown? 
Mm-hmm. And that was so like summating so much that I've already, I already kind of know that in many, many, but it was one sentence. I was like, oh, or, and then right below it, she had the same thing, or does your fear in the unknown outweigh your faith in yourself? And so when you're doing something like this and stepping out and telling your own personal mm-hmm. story and having to trust cinematographers and, and, and lyricists and musicians and all this stuff, that, that for me, for myself, when I read that, I was like, that, that's my mantra. I actually yeah. wake up and I'm like, I ask myself, I'm like, does my the faith in myself mm-hmm. outweigh my fear? And I'm like, yes. Even it ha- if it doesn't. It, even I, if it doesn't, you have, it, to, it, you have to say. It gives me yeah, a moment of pause and go, oh, yeah, okay, that's what this is. Uh, my fear of the unknown. Okay. Right. Well, we always yeah. have that. We never know what tomorrow is. It's gonna never going to go away. So it's no. what are we telling ourselves? What affirmations are we saying? Are we saying, I am scared? Or are we saying, I am brave? I'm are we waking up in love and fear? That, are we excited? But when fear yeah. grips you, it can really be overwhelming. Oh, for oh, sure. sure. And so to, to, to innervate it, to kind of just like cut the electricity off, it's yeah. just to go, faith in myself. Yep. As opposed to the fear of the unknown. I don't know. I, I don't that. know if that helps yeah. you, but no, it, use it, it if it does. Thank you. I, I will, and I'll, I'll credit you. You don't have to. It's not even mine. So. Susie. Susie. It's not even mine. Susie from the Food Heals Podcast. <laughs> but that's like when we started the show, and I believe it was episode two or three, Susie, where we had to tell our personal stories. And I I don't know if you can tell from the episode, it's very early. You know, it's over. It's like, you know, almost two years ago. We were nervous. And I was scared to put my I story out amazing. there. amazing. <laughs> Actually, I, I was nervous. I think it was that episode where I dropped my guard. For the you, first time, yeah. Because yeah. even even if I was, I, I to be honest, I have it. I don't remember. I have to go back and listen. I uh, I think, <clears throat> and I hear this with various uh, things like moth recordings. You know, mm-hmm. when they ever do NPR yeah. moth recordings, yeah. where it's I just the those. layperson telling their story, and yeah. it's like you can hear them start off nervous, and once they're really just getting into their story, yeah, it's like no, this is what happened. Right, come hell or high water, like this is my experience. Maybe it might help you you're because right. this sucks. Yes, yes. right, yes. and that's what your that's that. what your web web series is about. Yeah, well, it's also to entertain. I mean, well, it's, but, well, but to, yes. of course, but to, but that's your power. But, but your story yes. is your power, yes. and you're going to use it to entertain, to make a change, to make people laugh. Yes, make sorry, that's better. what I meant to say. What uh, that's yeah. what storytelling is about. Yeah, um, we, you know all the archetypal myths it's like we gravitate towards really good stories because we understand and we we actually i think heal from them whether we deal with something like that or not mm-hmm. that's why we love really good shows like Grey's Anatomy right. or Don't know. why do i keep going back to that one i haven't watched that in years <laughs> Don't know. I look at Don't you. Know. were you on Grey's Anatomy i can't <laughs> I should probably, be. probably there was one about her and they just didn't need right, her. Right, Westworld. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Westworld. Yeah. And that is so good in Ooh, terms of just so good. So many human themes um, laid on top of each other. I mean, that, that's why we're attracted to storytelling. Story. Oh yeah, Whether absolutely. that be through an audiobook or a web series mm-hmm. or a movie or a, yeah. a, a novel. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, and I'm Irish. So we are master storytellers. Yes. We, you know, that's... <laughs> the, there was a, a famous Irish quote because um, I, I use I start each episode off with a, an Irish quote mm. um, and there was one that I found that it was so great it says never let a never let never let a a wee a wee a wee bit of a lie get in the way of a great story you know yeah, <laughs> like, that's oh, I great. love that but yeah no I totally agree and and every time somebody shares their story with me 
I'll take something away. Maybe it wasn't even something that they intended to, yes. sh- to share, but I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I'll think about it or I'll do something because of it. Um, so yeah, I, I do agree with, with what you said. That is so true. Every time we have a guest on, such mm-hmm. as yourself, I take something away and I'm learning every single day and it's amazing. Yeah, I love, I that's, that's why, you know, I, I also think it's what draws people to LA too. Right? In yeah, a way. to create we're, we're their own dreamers. new story. Yeah. I, yeah, say, yeah. I say I'm a dreamer who does. We're dreamers who do. Love that. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to hear more of Maura's stories. And more of Mo. More of Mo. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to talk about her 30-day detox, her 20-day ultimate more salicious. <laughs> I had to say it slow. Okay, people. <laughs> detox and more about Mac and Mo's. Today's podcast is sponsored by Gunas, an independent fashion label with a cause. We've all been there, walking past a shop and your eye gets drawn to the perfect bag, but oh no, it just happens to be made of leather. And then you have to walk away. I mean, that's me. And that can be hard, right? Because we all want nice things. But let's face it, the leather is cruel. It's cruel to the animals, cruel to the environment, and cruel to the people who have to work with it. But with Gunas, you don't have to worry about the ethics because every single one of their beautiful, fashionable bags is 100% vegan and 100% sweatshop free. I like that. Guna's bags are made without any animal byproducts. No silk, no wool, no leather or fur. They don't even use PVC, nickel, lead or vinyl because of the harmful effects on our planet. Whether you're looking for a clutch bag, shoulder bag, crossbody bag, tote, wallet, flat bag or even a backpack, Gunas has got you covered with five collections of stunningly designed ethical bags. I mean, they've got the Glam collection, which is sparkly and glittery, and they've got the Angel and Rebel collections that Susie loves, which are super vibrant and colorful. And they work with any outfit, whether you're going to that cute little vegan restaurant with your man, or on a night out with friends, or just doing your everyday stuff. You can rock the vegan look with one of these bags. And of course, you know that we scored an exclusive discount for you, Food Heals Nation. Go to gunasthebrand.com, use the coupon code FOODHEALS, and get 20% off your order. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, Food Heals Nation, we're back with Mo, the founder of Mac and Mo's, which is changing the way that we eat snacks and treats. Mm -hmm. So I know we started to get into it, but let's really delve into Mac and Mo's. And we know you started it in honor of your father. And tell us all about it. So my dad, Mac, his nickname is Mac. Mm -hmm. And my nickname is Mo. So cute. Um, So when he, he survived quadruple bypass surgery. And when he came home, he was on such a restricted diet. Like I said earlier, I had been on such a restricted diet. And he um, was craving, as we all do in my family, crave treats, big sweets people. And most of my family's diabetic. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a very real thing. Um, so my mom and I had literally gone to every natural food market in Sacramento where I grew up, mm-hmm. where my parents and my sister still are, and couldn't find anything that that matched what he was allowed to eat. So we came home empty-handed. And I mean, we'd gone to over five stores. So he looked at me, he said, oh God, please, you're the baker. Can't can't you bake something? And I said, dad, I know how to have sugar and I know how to have fat, you know, like I know how to put everything in half, but I I, I don't know how to bake without salt. I mean, because baking soda has salt, baking powder. I'm like, I don't know how to. Yeah. 
can you try? You can try. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. So I said, Mom, get back in the car. We're going. So I we went back to the same stores, and I just kept buying stuff, like reading every in- label. Mm-hmm. And by the fifth store, my mother said, what in God's name are you going to make? And I said, I have no idea, but I have to try. Yeah. Because I just kept buying stuff that had no salt, no sugar, no, you know, no crap. And so my sister was, you know, at my mom and dad's house and we were in the kitchen. So I said, okay, you're going to be the taste tester. I'm just going to keep whipping stuff up. And, you know, the first few batches, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then once we, you know, we came up with something that we thought was good, you know, we'd let dad try it. And the first few, he's like, mm. and finally, I'm like, okay, you know what, dad, I've been in here for a few hours. You're going to, you're going to like something. Yeah. You're just, you know, throw them all off from the train. Like you're going to start liking something or you're going to go to bed. Right. So finally, I came up with the chocolate chip, more delicious treat. Mm. And he loved it so then i i just made a whole batch and my sister and my mom and my dad and i were just like pigging out on the chocolate chip we hadn't called it i hadn't called it more delicious yet and i hadn't come up with the name mac and moe's but we were like these are magic this is heaven so then my dad's like make more make more so i just kept making them finally (laughs) like okay uh, you know you gotta eat other stuff because momo's tired yeah so then I, I finally got back to L.A. because I was up there in Sacramento for quite a while helping out. Mm-hmm. Um, went back to L.A. and one of my friends tried them. She's like, oh, my God, they're so good. Can I share some with my husband? He loved them. He shared them with his friend. She happened to own a little yogurt store in Westwood. And she called me and she said, I want to start selling these. Wow. And I said, well, they're, they're not for sale. <laughs> and she said, well, we, we want to sell them. And I said, well, I'm an actor. I'm not a. This is not what I do. I'm not a. You, you weren't know. a chef or a no, baker. I'm, like, I'm not a baker. I'm not. I mean, uh, you know. She said, "Well, don't you want to sell them?" And I said, "Well, I don't even know what that means." <laughs> so then I remember vividly. I was pumping gas on the phone, which is a no-no. And my sister said, "Well, is it? Well, according to my mother, it's bad because <laughs> you can explode or something. You know, something horrible." Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. I mean, then I'll I go- Google it. Yeah, Google it because <laughs> I read at one point it was an old wives' tale. Then I read that there were stories where people were on their cell phone in the gas tank. Some spontaneously combusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, so I don't advocate doing it just because, you know, <laughs> if something happened, I'd feel really guilty. Um, and then my mother would say, I told you. But um, my sister had said to me on the phone, she's like, okay, here's the deal. If somebody else does this and they're really successful, are you going to be pissed? And I said, well, yeah. Litmus <laughs> test, okay. Yeah, and she said, well, then I think you need to go for it. Yeah. But in hindsight, had I known how challenging and how difficult it was, there's a reason no one had what I created mm-hmm. on the market. Because what I have created, it's still not on the market. I am the only product out there that has that's per- perishable, no preservatives, no soy, gluten-free, no sweetener. Uh, there's one gram of sugar, and the sugar in the chocolate chip is from the dark chocolate. Yeah. Um, and the pumpkin cranberry, it's from the uh, uh, fruit juice mm-hmm. sweetened cranberry. But mm-hmm. that's the one gram of sugar. There's no sweetener in the bait. There's nothing. And it's fruit sugar. Because sugar it, will mm-hmm. preserve. Well, sugar right? and salt are mm-hmm. preservatives. Mm-hmm. So there's no salt. There's no, And I said, oh, my gosh, this is why these don't exist. This is why people like my dad 
don't have alternatives. But I am committed. And I said, I don't want to be in the cookie business. There's, I mean, you've got to oodles and oodles and oodles through the center aisles of the grocery stores of cookies, Mm -hmm. even gluten-free, even vegan cookies. They're still full of crap. They're just, they have the health halo because they're, oh, they're gluten-free or they're vegan. Mm -hmm. Mine really are like the hardcore (laughs) pure, like I call myself the Laura Ingalls. They're not the Nellie Olsons. (laughs) They're the Laura Ingalls. So, you know, I'm this pioneer who's trailblazing and I'm still waiting, you know, but pretty soon I got, I'm in about over 30 natural food markets. That's awesome. That's so amazing. So it's pretty yeah. cool, but it's it's a lot of work. And it, yeah. Susie, it's almost harder than acting. And it's, which is crazy. Is it harder to sell your cookies? Morsels. Your treat, your morsels. morsels. I'm sorry. Morsels. They're, not co- they're not cookies. They're not cookies. Is it harder morsels. to sell your morsels as opposed to selling yourself as an actor? Because uh, it took me a long time, but mm-hmm. acting at, as a profession is sales. Mm-hmm. You are your own product. So yes. what's harder? They're both hard. And well, what's mother, harder in terms of sales? Uh, it's equal. And my mother every day says, you picked the two hardest paths. And I really have. But I think that that's also part of my personality. I'm not looking for, I mean, I, yeah, I, of course I'm looking for, I would love some financial success. <laughs> Let's be honest. But but I. That's not why you went into challenge. It. Yeah. And I wanted to help my dad and people like him. Yeah. And now I'm committed to that. Mm-hmm. And. Even with this web series, people are like, what is that? The musical comedy, but you know, you're suing your guardian angel, you know? And I said, they said, well, that I don't understand where to put that. And I said, that's okay. It's one day people will get me or not. Well, and some people <laughs> get it right away, and some people may yeah. take time, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, and exactly, and but it's what makes me tick. I yeah. mean, that's what I was saying to my mom. She said, obviously, she said, because you've chosen these two things two paths that are so challenging and yet it is what makes me thrive Mm -hmm. and you know yes of course there are days i'm like oh my god what am i doing but for the most part i (laughs) understand do you i do i do it's yeah right Mm -hmm. so it's you know and and to the lay person some people like what's crazy just stop it just yeah no go do something no. normal. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, no. exactly. It's not a choice for us. No. And so I'm like, someday somebody will understand. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get me. <laughs> but you do so much because you're also an integrative nutrition yes. certified health coach, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so I went, so I went to nutrition school. So I was doing my own demos. So when, you're, when you have a food company, I, I learned I, literally the first six months I form my corporation mm-hmm. for Mac and Moe's, I, my brain, I thought, I can't, I can't learn any more three, three letter codes. <laughs> there were UPCs and SOS. And I'm like, oh my God, GMO, literally. GMO, I, oh my job. OMG. OMG, yeah. <laughs> LOL. So it was like all these three coded. So I would go and do my own demos in the stores because you have to sell yeah. your product. We always see people doing demos, especially right. in LA and they're it, always vegan, gluten-free, blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah. And I would start having people kind of get very defensive. People are very, very, very defensive about food choices. They can be. Yeah, they can be. And it's the natural food market. I mean, you kind of get the, 
you can get some crazies. Mm -hmm. So I had some people attack me, mm. you know, oh, so what, you think Splend is bad? Or you you, th you think- Yes. Think, yeah, Sorry, exactly. that's me. Yeah, yeah no. It's horrible. Yeah. And so so what? So you think that the, 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 the treats for your dad, you think this is going to save him? It's going to cure him? And I said- I think it's going to make him happy mm -hmm. and it's not going to hurt him. Yeah. And like the other oh, so, treats would. Yeah. And I, he said, Oh, so you so you're saying, you know, agave, you can't, I said, he's diabetic. And mm -hmm. so what's a sodium? We, our bodies need sodium. He's a heart patient, you mm -hmm. know, he's restricted. And then I started getting really defensive. There was one demo I literally packed up and left. I got oh. in my car. I said, and I thought I was going to just start screaming at the person or crying and i'm like i'm just going home i did this for my dad i didn't do this to, for people to yell right at me. You're right like, i'm not trying to be the new face of whatever i'm just trying to help the people that want to be yeah helped. and that's and i said i'm not trying to tell you you have to eat this way i'm just saying here's an alternative and and they're only looking at you as a reflection of what's wrong with themselves and they don't realize it at the time but it has nothing to do with you right but that's the evolved Oh, That's of course. In the me, moment, like, you're yeah. like, F you, mother. Yeah. This is how to help my dad. Uh, yeah. So, no, I think what you said is so uh, pertinent. Uh, people are very, have very strong opinions about their food choices. And like I have encountered people, I think Splenda is horrible. So is sweet and low. So is equal. Mm -hmm, it's the, mm -hmm. the, the worst shit you could have. Like one of the. Mm -hmm. It's worse than white it's, sugar. It's yeah. way worse than white sugar. People, oh, yeah. And people totally. think. Totally. And thank you, FDA. People think that it's fine, especially with diabetics. I encountered diabetics that are like, oh, no, it's fine. Mm -hmm. it's, it, no, it's not. It's mm -hmm. chemicals. Mm -hmm. And it's been bombarded with, with hydrogen atoms or whatever they do to it that make it not sugar. Mm -hmm. So your body's going, oh, oh I don't know, know what, what this is. is. Right. I'm going to stick it in your liver because I just I right. don't even recognize it. That's not better. Mm -hmm. No. That and then they have the cancer warnings or whatever on the packets. And they mm -hmm. it, you know clear themselves of any... Kind of possible wrongdoing because everything's okay in trace amounts, in trace right? Amount, until right. you until you until have that. You, but we don't have not. trace amounts of until anything. No, right. we don't. Well, and that's the thing. Like I and I and I would say this to, and I still say it to my clients. But I will say, I'm not going to eat anything. Like I'm not going to put anything into my products or advocate anything that I personally won't eat. Yeah. So if I won't personally put it in my body, it's not going into Mac and Mo's. It's Good not going into you. my mix. It's not going into, and. Then I actually had a number of people say, "Oh, what are you a are you a doctor? Are you a nutritionist?" Huh. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "I so you're like is that a challenge?" So you went to nutrition so, school. So I went to <laughs> nutrition school, but and this is a true story. So a couple of years after my dad survived, you know, and Mac and Mo's was my life. I had put acting on the back burner, and it wasn't really a conscious choice. It was just there was no time. Yeah. So I was turning down auditions and turning down work because literally I was renting a space in a kitchen in Pasadena, and my boyfriend and I would drive there and you know start baking and hand-scooping everything. And it was wow. literally, that was my work. life. And yeah. I started getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. That, mm. that oh, that's it. why. Yes, that's why. And then making my own deliveries to stores. and You know, that was so... My dad, I, I, they lost a huge trip. It was a trip of a lifetime when he had the quadruple bypass. They were supposed to go to China for a month. Mm -hmm. And my dad didn't buy the travel insurance. So I had to call the company. I said, he, he, my dad's in ICU. Like he's not, they're not yeah. going to China. But please, can can we extend, can we get a, a not a refund, but can... Credit. You know, in in a in a year, maybe two years, maybe he'll be able to go. And yeah. 
the company kept saying no, no, no. And I, of course, you know, took it so personally. And I said, yeah. he's, he, he's, you know, he, my dad is in ICU and he's, you know, he, he's, he could be dying. And you, you, all he kept asking was, you know, we're still going to go to China, right? We're oh, still- my so, God, how heart-wrenching. Yeah. So my mother said, don't say anything. So that was my mission at the mm-hmm. time, just to get that trip save for them so finally it got to the point i said you don't know who you're dealing with like i'm the irish girl who survived (laughs) (laughs) she's irish yeah and i survived a lot and i'm fighting for my dad now so i went to the local news station in sacramento good for you and i did this whole beautiful letter and i sent it in an email and i copied this travel company within Five minutes, I got a call from one of Five minutes? Swear to God, five minutes. Yes. Phone call from, uh, it wasn't the president, but it was like a big, big. Executive. uh, Big executive. Personally offering, you know, just don't don't post that. And we're going to give your parents, they have two years to use the da, 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 da. But you say, and I want an upgrade. And I said, <laughs> I said, shame on you for making me go this far. And, you know, you should have done this out of the goodness of your heart, you yeah. know, based on what happened to my father. But, you know, and he, and then he said, but I'm going to do this and it's completely against our policy, blah, blah, blah. I said, I don't care your policy. It's about people sometimes. Yeah. It's just about people. And, yeah. um, and he said, well, just promise that your dad will buy travel insurance next time. He said, oh, he will. Trust <laughs> me. So, and as a thank you, my dad, said you know he was so grateful because i saved you know this trip was a big trip and it was you know it was a trip of a lifetime so it was a lot of their money that you know so he was very grateful so he said what do you want what do you want i said i want to go i want to go to tahiti so because he said i want to take everybody on a trip as a thank you to you and i said well just send me (laughs) joking (laughs) so he booked us a trip and my boyfriend, my sister, mom, dad, and I went on a cruise to Tahiti. Wow. And so a week before we left, they wanted to put in a pacemaker for my dad. And he said, well, wait, no, we'll wait. We'll wait till after. But the doctor said, well, then you have to be extra, extra good on this trip. And by then I was already immersed in Mac and Moe's and everything. And I'd always been studying my butt off on nutrition, but I hadn't been in school. And so my parents still thought I was very extreme with my mm-hmm. ideas and food choices and what I was trying to get them to do. And so I'd made my dad promise that he would be good. I said, if you're not going to get the pacemaker before we go, you know, I don't want any crap happening yeah oh yeah i'll be good i'll be good so the night before the cruise was to end my dad legally died in front of all of us and it was the most horrendous thing we've ever 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 um and i'm so sorry but he they revived him (gasps) oh Whoa! He legally died. Legally died in front of us. I was and not expecting to hear that. Wait. Oh, I know, because yeah. I was like, on the website, no. it says he's alive. I was no, so he is alive, and he's still alive. Okay. So he... Oh fighting Irish. The fighting Irish. both of you. I mean, well, that's the thing. Holy so my crap. mom is like, oh, Jesus, Mary Joseph, I have to stay healthy because back and more, you know? <laughs> so he... My jaw's open. My jaw's dropped. No, it was... It was... It changed all of our lives, and it changed me, I think, almost... At one point for the worse, at some point, because I'm like, basically, 
Doug, my boyfriend, my sister Shauna, we all were, and I say this, and you don't know because to anybody else, they're like stuck in Tahiti. We were stuck in Tahiti um, when they finally got him stable enough. It, they had to keep him on the nope, ship. I get it. For, I was stuck in the Netherlands once. Okay, and it sucks. When it you're, does. Yeah, it does. Because you're because it used to be a paradise, and now you're like, I it's can't hell. leave. Can't yeah. leave. And my dad was in a coma in ICU oh in a God. Tahitian hospital, and no one spoke English. Oh my god, no one. So French? and I'm. Did they it was all French. French. Yeah. So I, this is what I did. I I don't speak French. So I pulled out every baking term I knew, every ballet term I learned, every French <laughs> song I learned. <laughs> And I was trying to communicate. And then um, Doug and Shauna finally had to fly back to California. And I stayed with mom. And we were in this, you know, little, the owners were wonderful. But it was, you know, kind of a crappy motel. But Mm -hmm. it was right near the hospital. Mom and I were eating at the friggin' Bonjour, which was like the Mm -hmm. AMPM. Instant coffee. Like this was our it was like your hospital food. Yeah, it was hell. And um I was using their computer. The the motel people, the manager, the owner of the motel was amazing. They let me use their computer, but we were on fumes, no mm-hmm, sleep, and mm-hmm. just like, is dad gonna make it or not? Right. And we couldn't understand the doctors. Mm-hmm. All I could understand was sel et sucre très dangereux pour le cœur, which is salt and sugar, I very dangerous sugar, for yeah. the cart yeah. for the heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm like they knew what he had eaten the night before. And I was like, I was so mad at him at the time because I'm like, oh, God, I told him he had to be good. And yeah. now we're in this freaking ICU right. shit hospital that no one speaks English. And mm. um, the computer, so I was trying to get in touch with everybody in the States. And I'm typing, I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? The computer was in French. So all the, the keyboard oh, yeah. was completely different. Mm-hmm, so yeah. all I didn't even know I had to look at every letter i'm like i don't understand how to type on this and even google was different everything was different so i lost it i was just sobbing uncontrollably like (sighs) and my mom i was the one who was keeping it together like for insurance and all that and um finally i i can't do it anymore i i'm giving up mac and mose and i'm I'm just i'm and my mom said mora cookies crumble morsels do not <laughs> oh my god I was, like, I was like hashtag who the hell are you and i was like and i started laughing like she's like do not do not and literally when we finally got the medic and the okay and when dad came to him we got you know escorted back on a plane mm. to the states the next day and i i said to my boyfriend i said i'm, I'm, I'm done with mac and Mose. i'm done i'm gonna go back to acting the next day, I enrolled in nutrition school. <laughs> go, go figure. So that became, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was, I was like, I guess, yeah, I'm I'm really committed now. So that's, long story short. Well, you have quite good stories. Thank you for sharing them with us, Mara. Thank you for listening. Yeah. So I know you have some detoxes. I do. Tell yes. us about those. So, um. I have a more salacious 21-day detox because, as you know, it takes 21 days to start a new habit for it to form, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of clients will come to me because they either want to lose weight or they just want to get healthier or alleviate some pain, um, eat cleaner, better skin. And so my 21-day and 30-day detox is all about eating real food. And it's exactly what you had said at the beginning of this interview. 
and my my belief and my rule is 85% if if you're eating clean real whole food 85% of the time you know and that's kind of a detox if you're cuz most yeah. of us are eating on the go processed mm-hmm. food eating out yep. that doesn't count right it's if you're i mean because of my because of celiac too i i pretty much cook all my meals yeah. i'm never without my food bag mm-hmm. i travel with a food bag yeah uh, at the airport, trust me, it's a whole thing. I've got <laughs> multiple food bags. Oh, yeah, but um, it's it's about you know eating and and finding really fun and tasty like this your guacamole that stuff. It's stuff that will satiate people, but also real. Has like this health is benefits. Avocado. Yeah, health benefits. Yes. So it everything is optimal nutrition. And mm-hmm. so, are you feeding your body? Are you feeding your soul? Are you feeding? And it also. The detox that I teach and that I advocate incorporates social and exercise and pure, you know, drinking water mm-hmm. and things that you really love. Like if you love wine, maybe it's not part of the first 21 days. Right. Maybe, maybe on a Sunday, you know, so you don't deprive yourself. I personally, I'd given up coffee for a couple of years mm-hmm. and I was in New York for the past two years kind of off and on reviving my acting career Mm -hmm. and I I couldn't get when I was out and about and it's winter I make a an unsweetened cocoa a more salicious mojo at home that's to die to die that sounds so good but I couldn't get it anywhere they don't sell it anywhere because everyone puts sugar and crap oh yeah it's so hard to find like Like, a healthy latte right in LA it's actually not as bad LA is better but but still like they want to put sweetened or straight so I finally was like I'm better off just getting you know, espresso or coffee. Mm-hmm. It's pure. And I'm like, and, oh God, it's good. I really like it. So, <laughs> you know, those things. I'm like, okay, yeah. so it's not maybe perfect, but there are health benefits to that too. Mm-hmm. And it makes me really function. happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, yeah. So with people on my program, yes, you eat guacamole. Yes, you eat avocado, but you better make it or you better know what's in it. You better be able to read all the ingredients. You better you know, no, it's not coming from, not to single out fast food restaurants. But no, you know. but this is so true. I just had guacamole the other day mm-hmm. at, um, it wasn't a fast food restaurant. It wasn't a fancy res- mm-hmm. restaurant. It's kind of in between. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay, the only healthy option that I see here is just guacamole. So that's what I'm going to eat. And mm-hmm. and so the guacamole was the only option that seemed healthy to mm-hmm. me a- mm-hmm. out of everything that they offered there. So I ordered it and my stomach started hurting about 30 minutes later. And I know oh. it was because that guacamole was processed. It was probably uh. full of chemicals. It was mm-hmm. probably not made fresh. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew it going in there, but I was like, look, I have to make a decision. I'm hungry right. and I don't want to not eat and it's so unfortunate because I know if I make it at home it is pure it is delicious and my stomach never hurts, hurts. right because avocado is so amazing yeah I mean, the, oh my god it's, and I put pineapple in it I do all kinds of oh stuff. yeah See, yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's real so that's that's my detox and that's my idea of a detox and people are like oh you can eat on it and I said yeah because you're eating real food like you're eating it's nutrition and if you are really eating optimal nutrition you you don't need to take a ton of vitamins a ton of supplements because you're getting your yeah vitamins through the food and so uh, this workshop that i i just taught two weeks ago for uh kids for big brothers big sisters Mm. it was three weeks ago actually um about eating the rainbow and i'm a huge advocate i said if you eat the rainbow every day you're getting 
your micronutrients. If you're really eating from the rainbow every day in every color, and you know, there's, it's nature's but Joan, pharmacy. But you think that a lot of, unless we're eating organic, we're not necessarily getting all the nutrients? Well, yeah, yes. You're right. Because it's I not, do eat organic. You know, yes. Organic it's not rainbow. Like soil. It, organic <laughs> and also picked fresh. I mean, like things are picked and then they're left to ripen in the few days, days or weeks before you get them. And so. Th- that's very true. I mean, and I'm not saying don't take vitamins or supplements, but I say, but I don't take a lot of them. And I, I cook almost all my own food, mm-hmm. mainly because I have to, you mm-hmm. know, but I, I, and I do buy most organic, not all organic, but most, especially anything from the Dirty Dozen, I will not buy. Well, can we talk to, about that? What's on yeah. the Dirty Dozen list? Oh, gosh. Apples, um, grapes. Avocado is pretty safe because it's such a hard So it's stuff so with a thinner skin or thinner, thinner skin outer, and heavily yeah. pesticide. Um, you can go on the website because it changes mm-hmm. every few months. Seasonally. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, if you Google Google the Dirty <laughs> Dozen and Clean 15, so oranges are pretty, you know, if you like can't get organic, because it's a thicker it's skin. Thick, right? skin. Bananas. Um, bananas, the thicker skin, avocado, thicker skin. Um, anything you're going to eat the skin, apples are heavily pesticided. Uh, blueberries are heavily pesticided. Uh, spinach. Um, i trying to think of what else. It's so funny. I, I mean, I... I usually will Google it before I teach a workshop because it does change. Mm -hmm. I can go through it really quick. Um, I just pulled this up from Google. So the 12 most contaminated are peaches, apples, sweet bell peppers, celery, nectarines, strawberries, cherries, pears, grapes that are imported, spinach, spinach, lettuce, and potatoes. The 12 least contaminated, this first one surprises me actually, onions. Mm -hmm. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. Why? Um, Because it's underground. I guess, but it doesn't have a very thick skin. But, but I guess it's, it's so don't. deeply underground. Yeah. Okay. So and pesticides are usually from bugs, from pests. From from spray. Yeah. No, from no, no. But oh, I'm right, saying right. That they're for to to prevent, to prevent bugs, bugs from eating them. Yes, so things yes, underground, yes, yes. carrots. I would imagine carrots are not really because they're underground. They're root vegetables. Potatoes are weird. No, potatoes are definitely a um, a dirty dozen, and I think carrots. I don't see carrots on it's either not, list. They may this may was, not be a was, comprehensive this, this list. This is just a theory, but I was just yeah. thinking like the, it's usually from bugs. Okay, so so worms could get in, right? To to mm-hmm. root vegetables. If you're just thinking usually bugs mm-hmm. that eat the leafy greens or the the, the fruits or on the, on the things that are buzzing around on on the surface right. as opposed to underground. But and this that is, was just a theory. This is from Environmental Working Group, so that usually I, I is trust a good them. Source. Yeah. yeah. I also pay attention to the GMOs. Yeah, huge advocate of non-GMO. Yeah. Is there anything that isn't GMO? That's not on this list, but um, let me just finish the twelve least contaminated. So mm-hmm. We do both. Yes, yes. Onions, avocado, sweet frozen corn, pineapples, mangoes, asparagus, sweet peas that are frozen, kiwi fruit, bananas, cabbage, broccoli, and papaya. So that's the least contaminated. That if you don't get organic, it's kind of okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but GMOs—that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Oh, <laughs> I mean, is there anything that isn't GMO nowadays? Um, yes, and there are things that are less because I, I'm Mac and Moses non-GMO project verified, and that process is grueling. Well, that's but good. Yes. I'm glad to hear that. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's, because you know, fair trade is not a grueling process. Like those standards are so light. And so to hear that oh, that's a grueling oh, no, process makes grueling. me happy. Yeah, you know, no, it's grueling. Good. And they, I mean, yeah. not to put pressure oh, no, on you, no, but no, no, as no. it should be, <laughs> but <right>? enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> and I do. Oh yes, it's a challenge, and we know how I feel about challenges. 
<laughs> She's a fighting Irish girl. Indeed. Fuck off, challenges. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah. I did dancing at Luna, so don't you know? Oh, I can tell. I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for being here. Can thank you? you? Yes. Can you tell us where everyone can find you online, follow you, stalk you? Oh, oh yes. Uh, so, uh, macandmos.com, M A C N. MOS.com. And then all my social media is connected there. I, I'm on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel with me making my recipes, my yes. most delicious recipes. And then, oh, yes. We have a clip. Can we, oh. pl- can we play the clip? Roll the clip. Roll the clip. Roll it, Roxy. No wheat. No wheat. No soy. Egg, sugar, butter, and fat. Mac and Mo's morsels have none of that. Mac and Mo's more salacious treats. Mac and Mo's super low-cal I love it, Mo. So you have your YouTube channel. What kinds of stuff do you post up there? Um, well, so now now my whole focus has been on insult to injury. So that's what I'm posting sure, on YouTube. Sure. But I, I posted a lot of recipes that I create. Um, mm-hmm. I recipes. So, you know, for Thanksgiving, people who, you know, we all crave our comfort foods. Yeah. So I'll just morsify it so that it's a little less gluttonous, but, but still satisfying. <laughs> But, you know, for people who, they come to me, people, diabetics, heart patients, people with celiac, they'll come to me for recipes that they can have that are kind of their. I want to send a quick shout out to my mother-in-law, Gigi, up in Vancouver, Canada. She just had a abdominal surgery. She's diabetic and is having trouble healing. Mm -hmm. So just because of your story, because of your abdominal surgery, everybody listening, send Gigi white light. She's the best mummy-in-law in the world. Let's send her love right Sending now. Lots but I can, yeah, diabetics have trouble healing. So. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Sending her lots of love. Lots Thank of you. Love. <laughs> yeah. She's the best. I bet. And we have a big fan base in Vancouver, actually. Ooh, oh, yeah. I love yeah. Ooh. Shout out to Vancouver what listeners. Up, <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And where can everyone watch your show? So once we once we launch, um, you can go to moramknowles.com or irishrailproductions.com under projects insult to injury. And our trailer's on YouTube. Perfect. She's dancing right now. I know. Yeah, she's so excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> All right, Maura, can you leave us with a tweetable? Yes. Well, my favorite quote um, is, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn, my hero. (laughs) And you can say, you know, and here's to a more salacious holiday. Perfect. (laughs) If you like that, tweet it to Mac and Mo Morsels. Tweet it to us at Food Heals Nation. Use the hashtag Food Heals Podcast so we can see your post. Thank you so much for being here, Mo. Thank you guys so you, much. This was a joy. This was wonderful. We're pretty fun. You're you really fun. <laughs> you're really fun. I'm totally humble. Oh yeah, and very humble. You should see, you should see her right now. <laughs> no, thank you for being here. Thank you and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.